The following pre-recorded program is brought to you by Wrestling with the Inner Man. Welcome to Wrestling with the Inner Man, because the first fight we face each and every day is a fight with our flesh. Do we listen to our selfish, sinful nature or to divine nature guided by the Holy Spirit? Your host, David Savage, is a product of the West Texas desert and energy industry who recently received the biggest promotion of his life, reporting directly to the top boss, God. Most people refer to this as retirement today. Co-host, pastor and evangelist Aaron David Thomas is a bivocational pastor and a marketing manager hewn from the tough streets of Philadelphia. We hope you're ready to rumble because wrestling with the inner man begins now. Good evening, WWM listeners. Love that bell, Rick. We're in the ring. One of my New Year's resolutions for wrestling with the inner man is to collaborate and partner with other organizations to reconnect and rebuild a genuine community of believers to satisfy this gnawing hunger of lost relationships created by the COVID pandemic and its associated lockdowns and isolation. To that end, I have invited the CEO of My Faith Votes, Jason Yates, to be our first guest appearance on the show to share with us what his organization is doing to help engage Christians as voters to defend our freedoms and particularly religious freedom. Jason, thank you so much for agreeing to be on our show, first and foremost. Uh, you know that our show focuses on the things our conscience wrestles with, you know, between our sinful nature and our divine nature. And in pr- our preparation, you indicated that the founders of My Faith Votes recognized that many Christians were wrestling with indifference or a loss of faith in our election system. You know, can you tell us more about how My Faith votes got started and maybe a little about yourself to get us kicked off yeah david thanks for having me on and i'm honored to be your first guest this year in 2022 i i think it's a little bit appropriate as we think about some important elections that are happening but we'll get to that but back in 2015 we had learned that there were 25 million Christians who were registered to vote, but weren't voting. Mm. Um, you know, that, that equates to more than one in three Christians not voting. Um, and, you know, when you think about it, um, you know, we want to be men, um, Christians who engage their faith into every area of life. And it was just beyond us crazy to think that we have people who are wanting to serve God, um, follow Jesus, and and are saying, oh, this area, this area called politics, this area, this thing that I don't really understand that well, I'm, I'm just going to avoid that because um, that, you know, that's not worthy of my faith or whatever excuse that they come up with. Um, but one in three Christians not voting, and this is an area that affects all of us every single day. Sure does. And we just thought, you know, um, we got to do something. We got to do something about that and help people connect their faith to what's at stake and what's important and how they can be good stewards um, with the responsibilities 
the um, opportunities that they have each and every day to be involved. Um, and so we started My Faith Vote. Uh, we got operational in 2016. We invited uh, Dr. Ben Carson uh, to be our honorary chairman, and he accepted um, and Great was man. with us in the year, uh, in that election year. Of course, he went on to be a part of the administration as the secretary of HUD, and uh, we we didn't have to scratch our heads for too much longer. We we thought who's who's a good person to take his place, and we thought of someone who's been a pastor, who's been uh, a governor, who's run for president, and who's in media, and that's Mike Huckabee. And so we're just honored that he's serving as our honorary national chairman uh, currently as well. Fantastic. I love both of those men and and, have listened to many of their broadcasts and and read their books. Uh, In fact, speaking of of books, you know, Jason, I'm reading a book written in 1655 by a Puritan educated pastor in England named William Grinnell. It's titled The Christian in Complete Armor. Have you heard of this book? I have not, okay. but it sounds interesting. Well, it is, and it's it's one of the best books ever written on the topic of spiritual warfare. And I just can't believe how germane everything that he's talking about from the 1650s is to today. And, uh, you know, just going back to what you were saying about the lack of participation, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, evil prevails in the world when good men do nothing. And, yeah. you know, isn't apathy by Christian voters in the U.S. a, a forfeit or, or surrender to the enemy where we should be in battle against those same evil forces as part of our spiritual warfare? So wh- why do you think so many Christians you know, don't vote? Yeah, and it's a great question. And uh, apathy is one of them. I, I think, you know, we've all heard it that my my vote doesn't matter, or, you know, God can't use my influence uh, to make a difference, uh, my impact. And so people are buying into um, those beliefs, those uh, lives, lies. I, I think they're also deceived, um, deceived in the sense of another lie that says there's a separation of church and state. Um you know, I'm I'm shocked that uh, so many people don't realize that that phrase "separation of church and state" is nowhere in our document. Right, and yet people are uh, assuming that it is and believing that uh, as Christians, as as people of faith, that um, there is a separation, and therefore we shouldn't get involved. And I think our founders were saying, no, the complete opposite. We all need to be involved. We all need to be engaged. Uh, It's that the government should not be involved in the church. Um, And so we bought into that. But a couple other um, reasons I think people are not voting and they're staying away is, one, I I also label it as self-righteous. it's a, a little bit of um, a tense way of saying it, but, you know, I think there's a lot of people who say, I can't vote for any of these people. It's too dirty. It's too ugly. Um, right. And what they're essentially saying is um, my faith 
cannot influence this. I shouldn't bring my faith into this arena. Um, you know, but I think Jesus was the one who, uh, hung out with prostitutes and tax collectors and he certainly brought his faith into some, um, ugly or unfortunate situations. And so, uh, we can't let those kind of arguments uh, keep us from being involved. And the last one, David, is I think we're just uninformed. Um, yes. And we don't take the time uh, to understand the issues, to understand who's running, what they stand for, et cetera. Sometimes, you know, especially with local elections, um, and I'm guilty of this in the past of the only time I knew elections were happening is I saw signs on the street corner. Um, well, uh, there's there's more we can be doing to get informed and know what's happening so we can go into it in confidence and make a difference. And that's that's for sure accurate because, you know, everyone likes to talk about their rights. You know, I, I have a right for this, but we, we don't really talk as much about their responsibility and your responsibility to be an informed voter. And I was just talking with our producer here, Rick, before we got started about, you know, uh, judges, you know, that they have limitations on how much uh, you know fundraising they can do. And, you know, I, I was a precinct chair for a decade and these poor local judges who who run the dockets, you know, in family law court, divorce, criminal courts, you know, people don't know who they are and they are elected. And uh, I, I know very few people who actually do much legwork to find out, you know, who they want to vote for. And uh, so you do have to do some work. Uh, I want to shift gears on you a little bit because I'm a little envious. You know, in fact, this morning I was uh, re-watching the interview you did with Oz Guinness. And you did that about uh, last October. And at the same time, I was reading his book called uh, Last Call for Liberty. And we even did a show previously called Checks and Balances where I referenced his book a great deal. You know, in it, he talks about the difference between a hierarchical society, you know, which are, are linked by force and conquest and Chinese communism is the best example of that today, and covenantal societies linked by choice and binding agreement, which is the United States, you know, also a constitutional form of government. So the covenant was a matter of freely chosen consent. There's no legitimate government without the consent of the governed. Well, we're kind of seeing some questions on that today, but it also was a matter of a morally binding pledge. Thus, people who covenant whether in marriage or in nation-building, make a morally informed and morally binding mutual pledge to each other that creates trust. Now, one year ago, this week, the capital situation was an example where many people had lost that trust in the integrity of the election process. The responsibility for a covenantal or constitutional society lies with each citizen. And this is what Mr. Guinness said in his interview with you. In fact, he he said there was a, a California historian said that the Christian faith is privately engaging but publicly irrelevant. And that's just oh, that that breaks my heart to hear someone say that. So you talk about how every Christian should vote from a biblical worldview. Does the Bible speak to the issues we are dealing with today? You know, is there even a, a biblical mandate to vote? Well, it's it's a great question, of course. There's nothing in the Bible, we all know, that says, ye shall vote. But I think there absolutely are 
principles of um, living out your life um, so that your faith influences all areas. And there's absolutely um, a call for Christians to be concerned and aware and doing things to uh, to protect the the less fortunate. Um, one of the Bible verses I really think is appropriate in this is Galatians um, six nine and ten. Um, but six ten says, you know, um, as we have opportunity, do good to everyone, but especially those of the faith. And I think voting is an opportunity to do good, um, to make a difference in this world, in this country, uh, and, you know, to everyone. Because we know as we bring the influence of our faith into the public square, we impact everyone. But we especially impact the people of faith. And as we elect uh, people who are Christian leaders— or as we elect people who at least respect um, our beliefs and our values, then we know that that's good for the church as well. Our ultimate end isn't to prop up, you know, uh, the church in politics. We know we will always uh, face adversity. You talked about spiritual warfare. We know that's real and that we're always going to be um, in that battle. But... If we can prop up, you know, our country is, we talk about we the people. Well, that's for everybody. We the people for everybody. And so Christians absolutely need to be involved in that. And I think the Bible says we should be concerned um, and we should be active, doing good on behalf of other people. And I think that's a mandate to vote. I think that's a terrific uh context. I hadn't really thought about that before, you know, with the Galatians scripture doing good for people. And that is the purpose of government if it were uh, operating in the way it was intended. And that and that requires participation of every single citizen, you know, of voting age. It, you know, we're supposed to be a constitutional republic where we all participate. And it's this lack of participation, you know, that has created the bureaucracies and then the special interest. And then, you know, if you look at a math equation at a local election here in Texas, if it's not associated with a primary, you know, you know, like a, a, a Senate election or presidential election, the total voter turnout of registered voters, which is not 100% of the people, but is uh, maybe 75. I don't know what that is, mm-hmm. but is uh, about 14%. So 14% means you got to win a little more than 7% to, to win and unfortunately, you can buy 7%. And that's why we don't get good government, because there's a lot uh. of government money being spent, but people, you know, that, that decision is being made by those who benefit from it. But uh, great, great point there. David, yeah, David, let me give you a perspective as we talk about involvement and sort of this covenantal relationship we have. I, I did some research recently, and I looked at um, by state um, church uh, attendance, and I said, okay, which which states have high church attendance 
um, to low church attendance. And then I compared that to voter turnout. And you know what I found? I what? found that the church, the states that had high church attendance had the lowest voter turnout. And the ones with the lowest church attendance had the highest voter turnout. And, you know, <laughs> I was shocked. Yes. Um, and it just says to me, we are abdicating. We talk about um, being apathetic in the process. I think too many people are looking at this as saying, you know what? We're Christians. We've got our ticket. We're just going to hold on until Christ comes again. Um, and they're not taking that responsibility of doing good and being part of the process uh, seriously. And it is a responsibility, especially in the United States of America, where, as you mentioned, is a constitutional republic where it depends on the people to be involved. Yes. Man, that's that's a horrible fact to, to learn uh, of that correlation. You know, it's... Uh, I, I went to Normandy with our pastor, Wallace Henley, because he was doing like this men's ministry, and he, we were talking about what God wanted today, because so many, there's this fascination among Christians now with end times. We're so close. You know, we're so, it, you know all mm-hmm. of this interpretation, we don't know when that's going to happen. That's in the Bible. But people think, well, it's so close. So many things, you know, and, and how can I uh, work against an overwhelming enemy? You know, they've got big tech. They've got the government. They've got, you know, social media, you know, everything. So I'm just going to wait and let Jesus come and do all the heavy lifting. And what Wallace yeah. said is, you know, Jesus doesn't want a Dunkirk church of retreat. He wants a Normandy church of advance. And it's going to cost us something. And we're seeing that, you know, with people being persecuted uh, for not wanting to bake wedding cakes for same-sex couples. We're seeing it, you know, in many, many ways. And, you know, make no mistake, you know, the logical outcome of those who reject covenantalism or constitutionalism today is state control. And that's what we're beginning to see. You know, for all the fancy left liberal blather about diversity, unity without God soon becomes enforced unity. And that's just like, I need a safe space, the loss of free speech on college campuses. You know, this is just another name for coercion and uniformity and the totalitarian suppression of real diversity. So I read this morning about Chuck Schumer's plan to abolish the filibuster to try to cram through the John R. Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. I love how they name these things, Uh, which would severely limit or eliminate entirely the use of photo IDs and related ballot security measures and require that all proposed changes to state election law have Justice Department approval prior. People seem to forget that it can always be worse, and it often heads in that direction. Uh, you know, you said that there's, there's a lot of men who are simply trying to succeed at work, lead their family, and, and serve at church. Many believe that politics is, is just too dirty, too tainted to make a difference. You know, what, what do you say to those men? Is there any encouragement to offer them? Well, I, I think that, you know, you point out some uh, really challenging things with, uh, you know, there is an attempt at a federal takeover of elections and all these things happening. And I think sometimes, you know, as men, we, we uh, 
we have this desire, this passion to be involved in it. I like the way John Eldridge talks about it, an adventure and a battle to fight. And sometimes, you know, we, we show up at the door uh, to the arena of politics and we're disoriented of how to even engage around that um, and what we can do um, to make a difference. It's sort of like, uh, you know, when you show up at a, a mall or amusement park and you look at the map and it says you are here and there's all these things that you want to go do and be a part of, but you don't know where should you go first, where, you know, what's going to be uh, the best attack, um, if you will, mm-hmm. um, at the amusement park. And, uh, you know, I think that we just have to choose to do something. Um, and that's something that we often say, um, and it's really how My Faith Boats got started as well, is um, we looked and we saw a problem and we said, I don't know what what really needs to happen, but we can each do something. Our something was to start My Faith Boats, but it's all based on um, a grassroots approach of people getting involved and doing something. Um, you know, unfortunately, men for the past 40 years have a lower voter turnout than uh, women. Uh, maybe that's because uh, at the turn of the last century, uh, women were granted the right to vote in the 19th Amendment, um, uh, and they value it more. I'm not sure. But I think there is, a David, there is a lot for men to be fighting for. There is an adventure. There are There is a lot at stake if we don't engage. You know, if, if, we, if we stay on the sidelines and just abdicate our responsibility and let someone else fight the fight, then they're going to be fighting for their values and not for our values. Um, And there is so much good that America does um, in its own country, but around the world. And if men could just see that as an adventure and a way to make a difference um, and view the responsibility as something to grab hold of and really make a difference. um, I I mentioned before 2022, Mm -hmm. there is a lot at stake. Um, in these elections. And so I would really encourage men to say, you know what, I am going to um, take the first step and get involved. They can do that at at My Faith Votes. They can do it in a number of ways, but get informed, make the decision to get it to make a difference and get involved um, and to vote. And we can make a difference in all that is at stake in 22. Well, I agree. What, quick, quickly, what, what is the, the website address? And then uh, I also wanted to give a little plug for your My Faith Votes weekly uh, devotionals. But what's the website? Yeah, it's myfaithvotes.org, um, O-R-G, myfaithvotes.org. Okay. Well, I think uh, we're just about out of time. I, I'm going to also plug this book, uh, The Christian in Complete Armor, man. It is written kind of from a military standpoint about the spiritual warfare and, you know, the Ephesians scripture of put on the full armor. And, uh, you know, it says in that book, the the ambassadors Satan prefers are chiefly of four sorts, persons of prominence and power, persons of superior intellect and diplomacy, 
persons of holiness, or at least reputed to be, and persons able to influence those in power. The fact that this was written in the 1600s, it doesn't sound like Satan has changed his playbook much. So, uh, Jason, thank you again so much for being with us. And folks out there, if you want to shoot me some ideas or ask questions or have a response to this, email me at wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. Once again, Jason, thank you so much for being with us. God bless you. And everyone, let's make sure we get out and vote in 2022 in every state. AM 1070, The Answer, Wrestling with the Inner Man. Thanks for listening to Wrestling with the Inner Man with David Savage and Pastor Aaron Thomas. We believe the winners in this ring courageously follow God's word, love and protect God's woman, excel at God's work, batters God's world and his children. For more information, reach out to David and Pastor Aaron at wrestling with the inner man at gmail.com. That's wrestling with the inner man at gmail.com. Tune in next time as wrestling with the inner man tackles more tough topics to train up a generation of better men.